talking about practice. Welcome to Hero Ball, a podcast exploring the multiverse of sports and entertainment. My name is Darren Caldwell. With me, as always, Carter Smith. What up, D? And uh, like normal, classic Hero Ball, it's just the two of us. What up, what up? Just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, Heck Tom yeah. had homework or something. Yeah. Family plans. You See, know, this is the problem about going back to school when you're in your mid, when you're middle aged, essentially. Yeah, I mean, like Tom dead. is, you know. Yeah, we're halfway dead. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you go back to school, spend all your time doing school when you should be have. I mean, like I haven't been to school in like 13 years, and it's glorious. Right. And yet, when we have some exciting thing going on like this with actual content. Actual things to talk about, right? That pertain to our our uh, podcast theme, and he says, "No, I've got some homework, guys." It's like, Psh, geek. That's all I got to say to that. And I mean, honestly, I've got homework too. I've been in school for three years. I got like three or four more years to go before That's I get true. a degree. You guys are both in school. And how many podcasts have I missed? Like three. Maybe, maybe three. I don't even think three. Exactly. Because right. you've literally done solo podcasts. I have. <laughs> you've I have. literally been like our our, our steady, steady hand. <laughs> the backbone. Kayla of... and I even did a fantasy draft podcast that never aired because. That's true. That's one of the. On my laptop. That is. Unable to be transferred. Yeah, that's right. We had some issues with the. Uh, what did, What was that thing called? Airdrop or. Dropbox. Dropbox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, if we ever get it to work, man, that's just a bonus app, even though it's right? totally not current anymore or anything. Oh, yeah. It actually Speaking, would be funny to listen to. Oh, yeah. Dude, have you listened to any of our like early, early stuff? No, I probably I need to. I should go back and listen just for yeah. the entertainment of it. Yeah. The first couple episodes are rough, but we, I felt like we got a pretty good thing going earlier than some po- podcasts do. Yeah, yeah, we hit them. But what do I know? Art, you know. <laughs> but you know what? Speaking of fantasy basketball, and we'll get into this later. But does this mean that things are back going with our with our league? I am the NBA is back, or I am pulling it up right now. Are you? Yeah, I have no idea. I'm gonna see what this schedule looks like because if there's if what what if we have players that aren't part of the 22 teams right yeah that that's where it gets really interesting i should probably go into my roster and snag dump all the players yeah you should we should do it now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've got a few that definitely need to get dropped Hmm. yeah yeah, no, that's so. Uh, so, for those of our listeners who don't know, the NBA is back or will be. Yeah, July yeah, yeah. 31st 
Yep. Five thirty-first, they're going to go condensed schedule. Regular season records count. You're going to play eight regular season games for all twenty-two teams, I guess, and uh, to try to solidify the seeding, give everybody mm-hmm. a decent chance. They're doing uh, the top twenty-two teams, uh, regardless of conference. So, uh, and if the ninth seed by the end of those eight games is within four games of the eighth seed, there's a single elimination play-in game. And then they'll go from there. Now, are they going to be seeding it according to conference still? I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that yet. Like, are we just going to start right where we were, or does it go 0-0? Is that what you mean? No, I'm pretty sure they said that the regular season records count. Oh, I see. So you're talking top 16. or Are they just doing 1 through 16, mm, or is it 1 through 8? I haven't heard that yet either. That could be interesting. I see what you're saying. One through sixteen in each conference would be really interesting. Yeah, I even saw. Depending on where the seating shakes out, because the the graphic I saw was assuming they were just going to plug right back into playoffs where everyone was. But top yeah. sixteen, we would have been playing the Rockets. <laughs> yeah, we were. We would. We we're only ever going to play the Rockets. Yeah. Based off of if it started. And then the next. I think the the fall the if we would have got out of that first round, it would have been like the Lakers or the like Nuggets or something like that. Like right. So like either way, but now that they're doing the eight games, the Jazz are only. I think, I haven't looked and I don't have it off top of hand, but I'm pretty sure they're 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 in fourth place, but only by like a game. So they still. Even right. with eight games, could fall. Yeah, they're locked. They're locked for a spot. I know that. Like, because even if they lost all eight, they would still not be in danger of dropping to that eighth spot. Right. Um, but uh, assuming they don't go zero zero, you know, but which I I get. I don't think they are. I think they're just no. keeping it where it was. So yeah. um, it could be interesting for the Jazz. If they decide, I think, was it you that said, are we going to tank to to try to get a better seating or, you know, a different matchup if we have yeah. to play Houston or one of these other, you know, I, I mean, don't know. I think they should treat those eight games, those eight quote-unquote regular season games as preseason. You mm-hmm. know, get everybody back into game shape, get your offense and defense back on track, uh, play yeah. your guys 20, you know, play, you know, like the, for the Jazz, Rudy and Donovan playing 20, 25 minutes a game. Yep. You know, to, to avoid potential injury. And well, especially with Bogey being out now, I mean, which we, I don't think we've even covered that yet on the pod. Well, I mean, we haven't had a pod in six weeks. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that's right. Our French fry up was the last one. Yeah. Good episode. Go listen to it, y'all. It was good. So were those fries. Mm. I have treated myself to my number one fry multiple times. Nice. Now my number two. I, I had my number one as well. I had some carne asada fries recently, and I also had some curly fries. So yeah, nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Not at all. But yeah, yeah. With Bogey being out, you know, we're we're talking. We're being pretty doom, uh, doom and gloom, gloom and doom, whatever it is, on uh, on the text thread about that, and, and I think that's legit. You know, he's. 20 points per game, decent defender. Uh, you know, he's hit numerous, you know, game-winning shots for us mm-hmm. uh, over the season uh, season already. 
So it's a huge, huge blow. But there's part of me that wonders, because we still have, like, with all this time off, Conley's going to be healthy finally. Everybody else should be healthy. You know, maybe maybe what we lose in bogey, we get in Conley. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and maybe maybe we're, we come back. Maybe we're all right. Maybe we, yeah. uh, maybe we surprise some teams, you know? Yeah. So with that said, do you think – so who – and maybe it's Conley since you were just saying it, but uh, it, it, who's the player that you would look to first to say this person has to step it up to kind of feel that? Obviously multiple players yeah. do, but if there's one guy who can go feel, you know, step it up just – a notch more, who would that be for you? Uh, I'd actually go Ingles. Okay. I think Ingles had a crappy year uh, this year. I think he had a lot of things going. Uh, whatever happened, you know, it just wasn't. He was His role on the team was constantly in flux. Um, but if he can get back to that, you know, 12 to 14 points a game, playing really good D, you know, basically just manning the offense – for stretches at a time, getting that two-man game with Rudy Gobert going. If he can get back to 2018 levels, um, that's going to be huge for the team. Because I think his production just cratered. Mm -hmm. And if he can come back into that bogey role that he had last year. Right. And when he, you know, and two years ago, when he beat up Paul George and took playoff P out of the playoffs. That's right. Uh, then I think we're in good shape. I think that he he could do that. I mean, obviously, the biggest one is if Conley can be the player that he was, mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge if. We don't know if he can ever be that player anymore. Well, if there was encouraging signs the last this last stretch of, I mean, honestly, the Jazz were yeah. really starting to put it together finally after a whole season of, like you said, just kind of up and down. Uh, roles not really being because you got to remember too Conley was injured for so long then he came back coming off the bench then he you know but there were some encouraging signs pointing you know his shooting was coming back up I think he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable with guys like Donovan and Rudy and and Bogey even though Bogey won't be there but um, so yeah I think I think you're right if he can play up to that level that he was kind of starting to get back to yeah but yeah. I, I honestly think someone who's kind of – I haven't seen a ton of talk about, but honestly, I think that um, Royce O'Neal mm-hmm. could be a huge, huge factor because the dude is still our best – I mean, not our – I think Bogey's still our best shooter, but I think he was still shooting in the 40s, 40% from three. Yeah. The problem was is his, his shots went down, which with all the firepower we had, that's probably, you know – that's to right. be expected. But again, another player that kind of went from starting to back on the bench to, I don't, I can't remember if they brought him back to the starting lineup or not, but I know him and Joe yeah. kind of just were going back and forth. And it I was think really though, hard because they had to have Joe Ingles needed to play with Rudy to be effective mm-hmm. because of that two man game. And Royce was really effective playing defense and being that fifth guy on the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. And so they both really needed to be in the same spot. And, and so I think that, that had a big effect on them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I, I haven't really put too much thought into who they'll 
what the starting lineup will look like when they return. But if you plug in Royce and Ingles back into the starting lineup, maybe things will kind of, it's a little bit more comfortable um, for them. They played together longer, that kind of thing. And then also with Clarkson coming off the bench, where beforehand, before we traded for him, we didn't have that bench at all. I mean, Moutier was doing some good things, but maybe maybe Moutier comes and, you know, fills in some some minutes, some effective minutes, you know. So let me let me throw something at you. Okay. See what you think. What if you go starting lineup, uh, Rudy Gobert, um, Joe Ingles playing the four, that stretch four, Royce O'Neal at the three, Clarkson starting two, Donovan starting one, with Conley, Ed Davis, and uh, Moutier. That being your playoff eight, your eight-man roster right there. Hmm. I think that in this weirdo, wacko season, why not? Because one thing, it might throw other teams off. Well, and defense takes a while. Like, teams usually spend, what was it uh, that Snyder, Quinn Snyder said at the beginning of the year? Offense comes naturally. Defense, is it's a trained habit. Right. And so what's going to happen, that first, especially the first round of the playoffs, it, the teams that can score the most are going to be the best suited. Uh, yeah. For that, so yeah. if you get Clarkson in there for thirty minutes a game, with uh, a bunch of shoot, you know Clarkson and Mitchell with Gobert and a bunch of shooters, I think that's fun. I, I like. Why yeah. not? Let's just see what happens. You know what? I I think like it's a crazy enough season to do something crazy like that. I mean, um, I think it would also help. I mean, it, Conley playing second unit guys that again oh, yeah. haven't played for three months could be helpful as well um and then i think i really because because you got to remember ed davis was completely out of the rotation yeah i mean completely so you got to wonder if because he's a vet Maybe he'll come back and be more effective than uh, Tony Bradley had been, even though Bradley right. had been playing some some decent backup minutes. Yeah, but he was a he was a negative. But he, he well, and, and and exactly that's what I'm saying is is do you trust Bradley coming back into this situation, even right. though in the regular season before everything went crazy, he was playing those minutes. But yeah. but but do you give him those minutes now, or do you just say? Ed, you need to go do your thing, you know, and, and maybe it'll, who knows, maybe Ed Davis will come back. Because remember, Ed Davis, didn't he break his foot early on, then he came back? Oh, and yeah, there was something with that. He came, I feel like at the very, very, very beginning of the year, he was playing that backup role just fine. Then he broke his foot, was out a month and a half, came back and just never never got it back and then eventually just kind of like lost his spot. Right. But maybe at this point, Hey, I'm healthy. I'm a vet. I know how to come back in and plug back in for this team in this weird situation that we're in. Yeah. You know, so, so maybe that's somebody too that people haven't talked a lot about, but maybe Ed Davis will come back and show us something. That would be sweet. But man, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to 
I'm going to go there with you and say, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> it's crazy, crazy enough times for crazy measures, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> I do think, though, that that could, uh, that could work in the sense of uh, I don't think other teams would expect that either. Yeah, it would be it'd be so I mean, it would be it kind of be like a junkyard dog version of the, of the Warriors where you have just a lot of fast players who can shoot mm-hmm. and pass the ball and and then you've got Gobert in the middle. I mean the biggest the biggest storyline I think for all of it is is going to end up being not that Bogey went down but this gives a um, one of the big reasons I'm glad that we're coming back even with the bogey injury is we need to see if Donovan and Rudy can make it work on the court mm-hmm. with another and just, you know, deal with each other, like ignore each other, whatever it is they need to do off the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stockton and Malone, they weren't like, I mean, they respected each other. They, I think they liked each other, but it's not like they were friends. Malone right. would go out hunting and doing his mountain man thing and go back to Louisiana and drive tractors. And John Stockton was like, you know, as soon as he, I mean, he drove a minivan with his kids to the game. Right. They're just completely different people. Mm-hmm. That at the end of the day, I think they respected each other and knew that they won. That they just had a great feel for one another on the court. Mm-hmm. And they knew that they could combine lead that team. But I mean, off the court, I don't know if they had personal that that much personal interaction right you know well and we've heard time and time again that a lot of teams you know don't have they're not like all best friends that's why it was kind of interesting because uh the the team donovan's rookie year with rubio and jay crowder there was such a huge emphasis from all the players and the coaching staff and, and media and stuff that, wow, this team really gets along. Like almost right. like it was surprising. Like you just don't see this a lot with right. players because I think there is a lot of team. There are a lot of teams out there that go to work and that's right. what it is. They go to work and they've got coworkers and they make it work for what their goal is and what they do. And they work yep. not saying they hate each other, but maybe aren't, I think that the friendship buddy buddy thing is a little bit more overhyped than like across the league than we actually want right. to say it is. And so they could, you know, Dennis Lindsay was on the radio. I don't even know when it was at this time. Cause you know, all this, I don't even know what day <laughs> it is today, but he was saying, look, these two know, the value that each one brings to the team. And they know that to get to the ultimate goal, uh, they need each other. Yeah. Whether they're best friends or not. And so hopefully you see that actually, actually taking place that they can go out and, you know, make it work and pass to each other and still play. And it doesn't turn into this, like, Oh, I'm freezing him out because he's, I don't like him or whatever it is. Um, I, I think they're big enough professionals that you won't see that, even I if they so. literally literally don't talk to each other in the locker yeah. room or outside or whatever it is. But uh, I, I think they're big enough professionals uh, that they can go out and make it work, even though 
you know, there was those times where everyone's kind of like, yeah, I wish Donnie would say something. I wish, you know, and we kind of felt like maybe he's being unprofessional, but maybe not. Maybe we just don't know. We don't know the whole thing. I never felt that the, I wish Donnie would say something came from anybody I saw on the team. Like I never saw anything that the team was saying like, man, well, yeah, Don could put this thing to rest if he wanted, you know, what came from the team earlier in the season was, uh, Rudy is pissed that he's not getting the ball, mm-hmm. and it's pissed at Rudy because he seems to be sloughing on defense, mm-hmm. you know. And and so yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, to see what uh, what route they take. But that's why I'm glad they're coming back because even for us fans, but especially for the management. To be able to see, like, hey, can these guys? Yeah, maybe they're telling us that they're that they've got it, everything, you know, right? But, you know, put aside and we're, they're good. But when they've got to play a seven-game series against whoever, and and everything, you know, it's the it's the crucible, it's the it's the real test, the pressure's on. Are they going to be able to make it? You know, right? Or, or is like a lack of chemistry going to cost them a few points in one game? a few defensive possessions in another game that swing an entire series. Yeah, I mean, let's say we get swept or even like a gentleman sweep in the first round. Right. Uh, like, where do we go now? Like, I'd yeah. imagine the team, my guess is the team will invest in Donovan over Rudy if they had to make a choice. He's the more publicly you know, bankable guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got the the skill set that you you need. Whereas Rudy, you know, he's limited with his offense. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about all this before, but yeah, you know, the only thing is if they perceive that Donovan's lack of professionalism brought them to that point, or if the players around the league go like, "Man, Donnie screwed up." And look at what he cost the Jazz. I don't want to play with that guy. Right. You know, that's where you think, okay, maybe Mitchell's not the bankable guy. But mm-hmm. I don't see that going that way. I think that's, no. a, that's a 5% chance. I think 95% chance they they end up saying, listen, we can't pay $20 million a year for an incredibly amazing, hardworking defender in Gobert that does change games and anchors our defense. But if you can't do anything on, on you know, he's limited. Right. You can't put that much money in a guy that's limited in that way. Exactly. And, and I think that we had seasons before, before Donovan Mitchell where we all knew as jazz fans, I think, you know, most NBA fans knew, but we knew what we had in Rudy. Yep. But we still said, even though we had Hayward, we still said we need like a marketable all-star, like uh, scoring, you know, guard or you know, not necessarily whatever position. But like Donovan was the player in those times. We even still said we needed. Yeah. And so if you get rid of him and decide to no, we're going to go with Gobert you know, we're just kind of back to that spot of, well, now what? We can't, like, every team that goes far has a player like Donovan. Yeah. 
And some of those teams have a player like Donovan and Rudy, but some of them go far without a Rudy, but they have a Donovan. Does that make yeah. sense? So, yeah. and I think that there's high quality defenders, shot blockers, rebounders that can be had, um, that can be effective starting centers for really, really, really good basketball teams um, for a lot cheaper than Rudy. Well, if we, you know, if you were to go down that route, you know, if we had Rudy without Donovan, I think our ceiling is to be like what the Spurs and the Grizzlies are right now. Yeah. Um, a potential six to eight seed that nobody really wants to play in the first round, but still loses every first round. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't have that guy. Maybe they get to the sixth game in the first round, but they're losing. Yeah. You know, that's where we end up going, which is, you know, basketball purgatory. Because well, it's almost the Al Jefferson days where we were making the playoffs, but and getting swept. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because you're you're going to be good enough to make the playoffs, not good enough to do anything there, and not bad enough to get a decent player in the lottery. Yep, and that was Utah for years and years and years, and that's why we needed a player like Donovan. Right. Yeah, so I I definitely think if you go that, like hopefully everything works out and we extend Donovan and Rudy says, Hey, I'll, I'll, I want to stay here because I like it here. Blah, blah, blah. I think I can win a championship here. And he's okay with not taking the max because ultimately the jazz could look at him and say, we want to keep you, but we're not going to give you the max. Maybe he says, go pound sand, you know, and trade me demands a trade or says, I'll play my last year and then I'm out or what, you know what I mean? I don't know, but yeah, you know, there's with the, with the way that this, with the COVID stuff is going to affect the salary cap, um, potentially. I mean, nobody really knows, but could potentially affect the salary cap. That is really going to, that could really work in the Jazz's favor, where they could they could even say, Rudy, we would love to pay you, you know, more, but the cap won't let us. Yeah, we can. You know? So this is what we can offer you. And nobody else in the league will even be you know, will, will be able to come close because they're not going to spend all their cap money on a yeah. guy like, like Rudy. Because that's the thing. is a guy like Rudy, you still respect him by paying him. You're a two-time yeah, defend. you know what I mean? But like you said, when you start talking max, this might be the, the scapegoat. The cap yeah. might be the scapegoat to keep this team together a lot longer than maybe otherwise we yeah. you know, potentially – couldn't but, you know yeah rudy operates on respect so if he if he gets a sense that you're not respecting him he'll bounce he'll get out of utah oh yeah for but sure if you, if you can show him that you respect him then then he he seems like a loyal enough guy i think he would stay i think so you remember when hayward left and he put up some song about being loyal that. and so you know so it's like hopefully that 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 dna is true you know what i mean and yeah. I, I remember even Donovan's college coach said, you can't find a more loyal player. And, I mean, uh, his college coach said he'll stay, if it's up to him, he'll stay his entire career in Utah. That's how loyal he is. He yeah. won't leave because Utah decided to go get him. You know, yeah. and and hopefully that proves to be true. I know anything can happen and people change, and the NBA is a weird landscape, but 
Mm-hmm. You hope that the loyalty plays a factor. You hope that they patch things up as people to be able to work together. Totally. Hopefully we can win a championship with both of them. Yeah. At some point, yeah. whether it's two seasons, three seasons from now, you know, I don't know. Maybe this season. It's so weird. Who who really knows what's going to happen <laughs> when all this starts up again? All right, so let's go that route uh, really quick before we move on to some uh, DC comic news. Yeah. Um, with this with this season, shortened season as it is, who ends up coming out on top? Who's in the finals and who's winning it? I think that out of the East, it's the Bucks. Yep. I I think. It's going to be a, con- a conference finals of the Bucks and the Raptors. To be honest with you, that was my that would have been my pick too. Although I would throw honorable honorable mention in that conference uh, finals, I would throw honestly to the Miami Heat. Mm. I mm. think where are they, they sitting right now? Are they fourth seed? Five seed? Uh, I think they're about fourth seed, but. In a situation like this, I can see players like Jimmy Butler and Mm -hmm. Bam Autobio just being ready to go and this competitive I've been waiting for and could come in and just slap a team around all the way to a conference finals. Totally. But ultimately, I think that the Bucks are just too talented, too veteran, and too, I mean, Antetokounmpo is that same type of player I think that can just come in and just, I don't think you're going to see any drop off from a guy like that. Right. So that's why I think ultimately the bucks come out of the East. And, uh, if I'm looking at that, applying the same logic to the Western conference, I think that the, um, I think that the, Lakers could be there purely because I think LeBron James is one of those players. Oh, yeah. I think that uh, I think that the Clippers have potential to do that. But also, I, I'm, I'm still not that sold on Paul George. He's had injuries. We've seen healthy Paul George get worked right out of the playoffs by Joe Ingles. Yeah. You know, I... I I think they could do it because of Kawhi. Yeah. Um, and then the other two teams I'd throw in that same category would be, as much as I hate to say it, I think the Rockets. I, I think the Rockets, you won't see a lot of drop-off because of Westbrook and Harden. And like you said, scoring teams. With this small window we have left, I think scoring teams ultimately are going to be the the teams that do well. Well, remember, they picked up uh, Robert Covington. Good three and D guy, Jeff Green. Um, oh yeah, they've got the guy that I know if we played them would be the Jazz killer, Austin Rivers. Oh, yeah, he always I, is. I hate their team so much. Yeah, the Ro- so I could see the Rockets, and then honestly, I'm gonna throw the Jazz in there only because I think that the Jazz, even with the bogey thing, I think they could be boom or bust. Mm. I think that the Jazz could either just lay an egg and it just falls off early and all these different things we've been talking about, everything could go wrong, and that's that. 
Yeah. Or I think that it could be the opposite effect. They rally because they've got an injury. They rally because of all the talk. I mean, for how long was Rudy Gobert the center of the NBA? It was the or, most that the NBA has talked and written about the Jazz like in forever. Right. The whole rift. I mean, there's yep. so many storylines. I think that the Jazz could legitimately come in and say, nah, we're – we're gonna dis- we're gonna kill it and be motivated and be energized and and just slice and dice because that's the other thing is even without Bogey we're still a gr- offensively great team. Yeah, I mean I know he contributed a ton to that, but he was the guy that we thought if we have him in the playoffs he could maybe sway like get us to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right, and, and at that point then you're just hoping puncher's chance. Well, yeah. and you also think to yourself, will he be ready to go by October when they're planning on playing the finals in October? Is that – oh, that was the other thing. I didn't know when the time frame – It's going to go July 31st to October, I think, 21st. I think they're planning on starting game one, October 21st of the NBA finals. Okay. That's three months. Yeah. I I had the same exact surgery that Bogey did. And it took about a three month until I felt like I can go and like do things. Yeah. But it was six weeks in a cast all wrapped up and then close to two and a half months or so of physical therapy. Right. But by three months I felt, you know, I felt ready to go, but I don't know, you know, what, who's to, who's to say, let's say we make it to a finals. Hypothetically, the jazz make it to a finals is bogey ready to go by then. I don't know. Maybe. Right. I'll tell you the one team, the one, yeah, I'm going to say the one team that I want to play in the West. And there's only one. Well, assuming Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix don't make the playoffs, because I'd love to play them. But (laughs) assuming that, the the playoffs will most likely be Lakers, Clippers, uh, Utah, Oklahoma City, Houston, Dallas, Memphis, uh, maybe Portland, maybe New Orleans. You know, Memphis might not make it in. The one team that I'd want to play is the one is the ranked one above the Jazz, and that's Denver, because mm. I want to play uh, a Jokic that's had two months off of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that Greg Oster tag body in. No you know? doubt. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're also one of the slowest paced teams. Oddly enough, they're right. like one of the slowest paced teams in the league. Um, I think they're very beatable. I, I, I'd, even last year, I said they were fool's gold. I think they are. They are yeah. again. Oklahoma City would be fun to play because uh, Chris Paul, as great as he is, we know that he'll choke at the end. Oh, yeah. I do think, though, j- just to answer your original question, uh, I think that it will be a Lakers-Bucks finals. Oh, yeah, yeah. I may have predicted that early on even. I don't I can't remember. Right. I might have said Clippers for all I know. I think I probably did cuz I was pretty down on the Lakers uh, yeah, at I the beginning. Yeah, I think you both picked the Clippers. Yeah. So, um but at this point with just this what's gone on this whole season and then the type of player LeBron is and some of the surrounding cast that really is has turned out to be a pretty good team uh to yeah. surround LeBron with. I I think that they've got what it takes to to make it to get to the finals. Um, and ultimately I think if the Bucks and the Lakers play each other, I think the Bucks win. 
Mm. Interesting. I think that the Bucks as a team would. Uh, I don't think that the Lakers team as a whole could counter the depth of the Bucks. Okay. So that's just what I think, but. So I'm with you. I think uh, Eastern Conference Finals is Milwaukee and Toronto. I think Toronto is one of the teams that's helped the most out of this because they have a little bit of an older roster. Uh, guys like Kyle Lowry and uh, Marcus All. Ibaka, uh, yeah. Ibaka. They're going to come back a lot fresher than they ordinarily would have been in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. they're old enough and smart enough players that they've kept themselves in shape. Yeah. So they're going to come back and they're going to be, I think they're going to be, they're just going to roll through the, through the playoffs until they hit the Bucks. And I think the, the Bucks go just because of Giannis. Um, yeah. You just, at the end of the day, best player uh, usually carries the series. Right. Know? Right. And then uh, Western conference. Yeah. I think the conference finals is probably Lakers Clippers. Uh, I think, uh, because we're probably going to be playing the games in Orlando. L.A. is going to be cheated out of an L.A. series, <laughs> uh, which would have been fun. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it would be Lakers, Clippers. And like you're saying, I the Clippers have a better team. But we saw this season what LeBron can do when he doesn't have to play an extra, you know, however many minutes in the playoffs, get that mm-hmm. extra 20, 30 games on his, on his legs. He had he was rested. Mm-hmm. He came back with an MVP worthy level performance, putting up stats that he hadn't put up in a while. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to be coming into the playoffs. Now, granted, sometimes it takes a season to get. You know, he was talking about how he was finally feeling like his body was ready. Uh, mm-hmm. He was getting playoff ready when everything hit, and so you know maybe there's some rhythm issues that happen, but my bet. <laughs> is that you take, you know, the 500 minutes off of his legs that he would have had to play with all the practice, all the travel, and you let him loose in the playoffs fully rested, I think he's going to bulldoze. And I think so. I think yeah. they play the, the Bucks, And I just think that the will, that Giannis, they, they've never played in the finals. With the pressure, you know, and obviously it's going to be different without the fans or limited fans or whatever. It's going to look really different. So that mm-hmm. changes things. But even more with because of that, because of the weirdness of the situation, then it comes down to will. Who yeah. knows? Because the, the Bucks, they're going to have home. The, they're going to have home court advantage. They've got four more wins than the Lakers do. So they they've got home court advantage in the bag. Well. Sometimes, like, it takes that home court feel to know, like, we've got to get up and get this game. And if they don't have that, if it's essentially a practice gym, Mm -hmm. then at that time, it just comes down to will to win. And I don't think anybody in the league has the same will to win as LeBron James does at this point. I can agree with that. You may have swayed me with all those points. (laughs) but And and then also, you you know, Anthony Davis is – Though he's a proven loser, he's still a really good individual player. Yeah. And who's going to match up with him in the on the Bucks? Brooke Lopez. Prob- yeah, Lopez. Exactly. Like they, they don't have. Although, like I think as a team, they've got a deeper team. I yeah. mean, they've got 
Bledsoe. They've got George Hill. They've got, I think, Kyle Corver's there. They've got mm-hmm. a lot of really good, seasoned, skilled players that can, I think, match up against the Carusos and, you know, Danny Green and the Jared Dudleys and stuff. But you got LeBron and AD up front. Yeah. When and you, that might be all it ne- all it takes. In finals game, and it's just be- our best seven versus your best seven. Then it's really, you know, yeah, Giannis is an amazing player. But, I mean, we watched LeBron beat the best team that the league had ever seen. You know, yeah, se- almost single-handedly. Oh, yeah. That's very you true. Know? So, and this is this is LeBron with probably more rest than he's had in 10 years of his career. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, but I, I would still, I picked the Lakers. I think the Jazz have, I think it's going to be interesting. The Jazz have what other teams won't have in the playoffs, and that's consistency. Mm-hmm. Even though they lost bogey, it's the same core group of guys that have been together under the same coach in the same system for like four years. Yeah. And when push comes to shove and every rotation, every defensive switch, every, you know, pass matters. Consistency, consistency is going to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. And so we might, we might surprise some teams. Yeah. That's why I think, I think the jazz are going to just be boom or bust. I just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they make it to the second round. They look pretty good, but they still meet up against Houston or whatever. And right. Just can't, contain the firepower although i i like our chances better against houston with westbrook on the team just because playoffs after playoffs after playoffs that dude is exposed yeah and so and he's had kd with him he's had uh paul george with him and he still finds a way to lose games for them and we did okay garden harden the last time yeah even though everyone laughed at it it was still a strategy that worked for utah and the bucks yep but uh, so one more thing on the NBA, what who who's your eighth seed? Who makes it there? I, I think it's probably fair to say because I, I think there's only one extra East team. Yeah, it's Washington. Washington. So I think you got like Washington and maybe what Orlando basically Orlando's, battling for that. Orlando basically had it had it fairly sealed up. Okay. Um, but. Washington now that Washington Washington's like five games back five and a half games back so if it, if they can make up a game and a half in eight games um, then then Washington or and Orlando will have a, a play in game Land, and my okay. money would be on Washington to make it because well I heard that John Wall's healthy too oh really so if John Wall comes back I really would like to see John Wall and Bradley Bill in a playoff uh, series in the East yeah that'd be fun. But so, yeah, I'm at this the, point, I think the Wizards end up making a run and getting in on that really? elimination game. I think they get okay. in the playing game. And then for the for the West, uh, I'm going Suns. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, man. Playoff Rubio. I, I sent out a tweet today. I said I really would like to see playoff Rubio again. However, I don't think that's I don't think the eight games are I think because they're like six games back already. They've got oh, the yeah. longest shot of any of them, I think. Yeah. And uh, I just think with if you're competing against New Orleans, uh, the Grizzlies, uh, 
Portland. Portland. It, it, like you're just you're just not. I don't oh, think yeah. the Suns or the oh. Kings have a shot. No, no, no shot at all. Um, but who I think is going to come out? I think it's going to be Portland. Portland. Um, and mainly because, yeah, you've got John Morant and Zion on the Grizzlies and the, and the Pelicans. Uh, and those those guys, I'm, I'm glad for the league's sake that they get to have eight more games with those guys. Because that's on a national, it's going to be national level at this point. Right. Because of the, you know, there's nothing else going on. So every game is going to be on TV. Um, so the nation's going to get to see all these guys. But at the end of the day, uh, experience, consistency, and, you know, just simple uh, <laughs> cojones is, <laughs> is what's going to matter. And if I had between That's those what three teams, mm-hmm. we get into a single game elimination, and Portland is one of those teams against either the Memphis or, or New Orleans, there's no player on any of those teams I bet on more than Damian Lillard. Yep. Yep. That guy's we'll gonna see. he will score fifty five points and make sure they get into the playoffs. Well we've seen him do it time after time after time. It's kind of bizarre that they just have not worked out at all this year. Right. Portland, Portland's been terrible. Well but they have now they're gonna have Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic are good to go. I and think Nurkic actually, gives Rudy problems, so I actually don't I would not want to see Portland against Utah. I don't think there's a shot of that happening unless Utah either really, really does well or if it's in a later round. But um, there's a chance they go 8-0 in those regular season games. The Jazz or or Portland? Portland. Okay. And uh, and I think they end up maybe even as high as the seventh seed. Wow. uh, Because I think they're going to be fully loaded. They're going to be jacked. Ready to play. Damian Lillard is pissed. So you know what's interesting is that Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers were very, very vocal about how we have to come up with a solution to give some of these teams a chance to make playoffs. Well, they came up with a solution, and yet the Portland Trailblazers were the lone team to um, vote no on the proposal. Really? Which is like... Why would you vote no? This is literally the only solution that gives you guys a chance to make playoffs. You know why? I bet I, I my guess uh, is that at the end of the day, the owner knows we've got all of our guys healthy. If we don't play a game, all those guys are going to be healthy for the start of next season. We don't stand a chance of doing anything in the playoffs because of just how everything turned out. We're going to be the 7th or 8th seed, but at best, playing one of the L.A. teams. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to lose in the first round with a chance of getting injured. What's the point of that? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm the Portland Trailblazers owner, I'm thinking, dude, we've got a stacked team for next year. Let's just punt and do it next year. Um, that would be my guess. Yeah, that's probably right. I just thought I just thought that was so funny. I was like, you guys are the ones who whined about this. <laughs> and now we give you essentially what you cried for, and yeah. you're the one team that says, nah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the optics of it was funny to me. Yeah. I was like, whatever. Portland, bunch of bunch of fools. They they should have just kept their arena called the Rose Garden, because that was one of the coolest named arenas. Oh, There's a few we'll, well, oh, go ahead. oh, yeah, I mean, because you used to have 
the Rose Garden, you had the, the Boston Garden, you had Delta Center, man, all these classic arenas are now like yep. called like Burger King Arena or whatever it is Burger now. Burger King you know? Arena. Yeah, it's like, sheesh. Well, the Rose Garden was perfect because it was it's in the city of roses. Oh, yeah. You know, it's in, uh, you know, the it's in Portland, so garden is perfect uh, description for that. Mm-hmm. It matched up with the colors of the team. Everything. I mean, it was perfect. It was a perfect name, perfect situation, and then, yeah. you know. Yeah, okay. They done in Candlestick Park. That's right. You know, yeah, they demolished that place. Yeah, but they still call the new place Candlestick. No, and it's Levi's that. Stadium. Well, yeah, but don't like the locals call it Candlestick still or something like that? Oh, I have no idea. I know it's Le- the Niners play in the Levi's Stadium and the and the Giants play in AT&T Ballpark. It's oh, so stupid. That's yeah, terrible. We should but, just start like not supporting the things this sponsor. Uh, our team's arenas. The, yeah, the only sponsor sponsorship I'm down with is that five for the fight. I think if you're gonna do an ad on your jersey, that was the best way to do it. Yeah. But yeah, the arenas are out of control. It's like, come on, man. Although why Delta Center, the, that was cool. Why call it the Vivint, you know, home arena? Why don't I just call it the Vivint home? The Vivint, Vivint home. House. Yeah. Vivint the Vivint house. house. Yeah, I mean, yeah, safe house. Yeah. I don't – that would have been way better. Yeah. At least Vivint Arena, as they typically call it, Vivint Arena, sounds way better than Energy Solutions Arena. Oh At least gosh. we Garbage got through that era. Like, yeah. Vivint's not great, but it's better than that. And the best nickname for it still – and you'll appreciate this because you've been catching up on uh, some fresh prints on HBO Max. I have. It, and I think it was uh, somebody, I uh, forget the guy on Twitter, big jazz guy on Twitter, used to be part of, uh, it's like, uh, anyway, this is great radio. Um, there's somebody else's suggestion, but they called it the Aunt Viv. That's right. The Aunt Viv Arena. Aunt Viv, that's right. That's the, that to me is the best, the best solution to the current name. Yeah, exactly. So word, good stuff. NBA's back. We're excited. Oh, crazy. See how it shakes out, man. It feels so good to actually talk about this as a present reality. Yeah. Well, you know what's cool, too, is the season the season is picking back up July 31st, which is still over a month away. Yeah, that's six weeks. However, they're starting training camps. They're flying everyone there and doing training camps literally like in a week and a half or something. And they're going to do like almost a month long training camp for every team to try to get back to shape and yeah. all this stuff. And you know, that's going to be covered. Oh yeah. I mean oh, like yeah. that probably at this point will be just as exciting. I mean, yeah. honestly, like even when training camp happens at the beginning of a regular season, we're excited for it. Cause we know it's yeah. the, it's the start. We start looking at players, uh, you know, obviously there's not like off season movement and stuff like that, but it's good times, man. It's back. NBA's back, baby. Do you know when they're going to do the draft? Are they going to wait until November to do all that? Dude, shit? I I haven't heard anything about that. See, that's what I'm interested in is like when mm-hmm. are they going to do the draft, the free agency period because they've got to wait until after the finals. Yeah, I mean, you got to have this is going to be this is going to be insane this winter. Well, I know they're looking insane. to start start next season in December, so which is going to give them a like two week free agent signing period oh, window. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. 
No summer league, obviously. And not only that, but like you were saying earlier, money situations that are just not even fathomable right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, what's going to be so great is there's going to be so many teams that make dumb decisions because they are under the gun. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so fun. I'm, I'm stoked for it, especially because I'm just an observer. This stuff doesn't, you know. Right. It, whatever the Jazz do, whatever happens with them, I'm still going to be a Jazz fan, and it's still going to be – Good times yep. to watch. Yeah, or at least good times to complain. And either way, yeah. we like that. Yeah, we'll we do like both. complaining or we like succeeding. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> but all yeah, right, man. Right. Move on, move on. Topic two for like the 10 minutes that we've got left. Yeah, well, you know, we don't have to cover this too much, but some interesting stuff going on. You, you had spoke of HBO Max. Yeah. I've been catching some Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So I signed up for the new, newly launched HBO Max, which is really Warner Brothers streaming service. Well, you got it for Game of Thrones, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, naturally. That's right. That's right. So I think the HBO thing, they've got all the HBO shows. But what's funny is when you're going through it, the HBO content is like maybe 15, 20% of it. Yeah. I think they use that because HBO is like, it's a brand. Right. You know, it's HBO plus, I mean, it's got, it's like Warner Brothers, all the stuff that Time Warner owns, which is Cartoon Network. So it's got like everything from Cartoon Network. Yeah. It's got, um, it's got uh, obviously Warner Brothers movies, studio films, you know. Um, Animaniacs. And yeah, and, well, you know what? And Animaniacs isn't there yet, but I I heard that they're working on because they've got Animaniacs on Hulu right now. Right. I think they've got to let some of their uh, uh, licensing. licensing, yeah, kind of go up. But obviously, they own DC, so they've got all this DC stuff, you know, all sorts of. Uh, and then like whatever Time Warner's TV programs, so like Fresh Prince Bel Air, they own Friends, which is interesting because Friends I thought was. Well, it, was, it aired on NBC, but obviously the rights somehow landed with AT&T. Maybe hmm. AT&T owns NBC. I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. No, that's universal. Okay, Maybe so yeah, I don't know. Streaming Maybe, yeah. I don't. Yeah, somehow, well, yeah, universal Friends, though, which was like with... a huge thing, because Netflix yeah. lost Friends, so... Right. Got Doctor Who. I mean, it's got, it's got a ton of stuff, and it's got... A, a ton of stuff coming apparently a lot more stuff coming but uh the 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 stuff that i got it for was the dc stuff because obviously i like it's cool to have a hub with a lot of different dc content yeah however the news that really got me where so my brother and i are basically going in on it together um but the news that had me say yeah i'll go in on that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wait, I thought it was Josh Whedon's Justice League. <laughs> That's right. Justice League has already come out. It came out a couple <laughs> years ago in theaters. So we've talked about this before on the pod. The, the, it, this, the story of the Justice League movie is the movie that... The movie we saw was not the movie that the original director wanted to make tried to make did make whatever you want to say right obviously the condensed version is he had to leave 
uh, in the middle of production. Um, Some, under yeah, bad terrible, stuff. Yeah, terrible, terrible circumstances. And the story that came out when that happened was uh, Joss Whedon of uh, Avengers fame is coming in. Or Infamy, depending on how. Or Infamy, that's right. Yeah, Age of Ultron, I don't think a lot of people liked. But uh, anyhow, the story that was given was Joss Whedon's coming in to finish the project. He was picked out by Snyder. He's going to finish Snyder's vision, yada, yada, yada. And then the movie came out. And it was very, very apparent that this was not a Zack Snyder movie. Mm. It didn't look like a Zack Snyder movie. It didn't flow like a Zack Snyder movie. The dialogue wasn't a Zack Snyder movie. Everything about it. And the other thing was, what's going on with Henry Cavill's lip? (laughs) So, long story short, again, is that the studio came in as soon as Zack Snyder was out of the picture and said, we are rewriting 95% of this movie and we're having it reshot. 95% of this movie is going to be reshot in the matter of a month and a half. Henry Cavill was already off doing a different movie. Yeah, doing Mission Impossible. That's right. He was contractually obligated by Paramount to keep his mustache. Yep. He re reshot like 95% of his Superman scenes because they literally changed the story and they had to CGI his mustache out. <laughs> I mean, it, this movie was just... When the movie came out, I watched it and said, obviously there's some stuff in it, some CGI that's awful. Some absolutely right. awful CGI. The lip, Steppenwolf the villain, which again, his story arc and everything was completely sliced and diced and turned into something. Right. And so yeah, the movie came out and I thought, this was not a great movie. It was nope. fun enough. It felt more like a Justice League uh, episode tv show kind of thing of just a quick little adventure they go on but nothing felt like a justice league movie should feel right and as time went on it became very apparent that the studio went in changed everything blah 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 and so then the infamous snyder cut released the snyder cut movement began which essentially in in nerdum especially the dc realm uh, was basically folks saying, we want to see what the original movie, we want to see what this was supposed to be. Right. Because even the trailers, like 80% of what was in the trailer wasn't even in the movie. Like, right? right. We just had nothing. Like, people said, what was this movie we just saw? Because it's not what was advertised. It's not what we were told. So people started this, like, almost three-year-long campaign, released the Snyder Cut. Snyder, Zack Snyder himself got in on it. He would show little glimpses on his social media of shots from the movie that, hey, that wasn't in the movie. I'd like to see what he's doing. Characters that completely got cut out. Storylines, all this stuff. We started to piece together, wow, this movie really was this whole different thing. Well, the nerds won (laughs) because HBO Max came along. Warner Brothers probably, I don't know how it all came about. But they had to have thought there's no better platform because they're not going to spend the money to put this back in theaters. No, they're no, likely the not going to spend like the four, money. Four and a half hours. 
Chris right. Snyder wanted a two, like a two-parter. Exactly. And that, yeah, exactly. The other thing is the Snyder cut. The thing that Snyder cut that Zack Snyder made is a four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour movie. And the other thing is, are we going to spend the money it takes to complete this? Because, you know, I think even self-admittedly, this thing is, there's stuff in it that's, CGI is not complete. There's certain scenes that, you know, we need to tweak. Yeah. There needs to be some additional dialogue, whatever it is. But uh, I don't think it was financially feasible to either put this back in theaters or just release it on Blu-ray or home video or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if a streaming service comes along, that's a whole different ball game because I think that's just where entertainment is going. We've yeah. got Netflix. They're doing Netflix originals. So you got Disney who's doing Disney plus originals uh, like the Mandalorian and their Marvel stuff. And so Warner brothers, how are they going to compete with that? Right. Well, DC is one of their biggest IPs, a movie that a lot of people want to see. That's the perfect venue. So lo, lo and behold, long story short, that I turned into a long story, even though I said it was going to be short. We're getting <laughs> the Snyder Cut. We're getting what Justice League was originally going to be. Yeah, so is, I'm very interested. This is a fairly amazing kind of story because it, it's been completely fan-driven, a rabid fan base that has not allowed it to die. Um, that knew. I remember reading an article that basically said, yeah, we know we're, we're playing the, the long game. This might take 10, maybe even 20 years to like happen. The, like the Donner cut, the Superman Donner cut took 20 exactly. years. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because the, the studios have way too much invested both, you know, with money and pride to say, yep, that movie sucked. We're going to completely, you know, yeah, we'll release this this director's cut. You know, it would take ten to twenty years before the studio would go, yeah, let's let's redo this thing. Let's let's put it out there and make some extra bucks. You know, mm-hmm. but but knowing it's going to take, I think I saw something saying it might cost twenty million dollars to do this cut. Mm-hmm. That's a huge amount of money. Um, you know, that's not just like oh, let's take this leftover footage and put it together. This is we're reshooting part of this, you know? And, and so there's all this extra money going into it. It just wasn't viable. And Warner brothers doesn't have the money or the power and somebody's losing their job for that to happen, you know? And Mm -hmm. so for HBO to come in and just, and then do that because they've got the money. It's a different name behind Mm -hmm. it. And they're the, you know, parent company or whatever. So they can say, yeah, we're doing it regardless. Right. All of those things came together to, uh, this is, uh, at least for me, I mean, I'm not like some movie file, but um, I, you don't see this kind of stuff happening. No, I think it's a pretty extraordinary, just hi- historically in um, just movie history of some, what can be done. And I think it's, again, it's just, it's, it's the streaming age. This wouldn't have happened if we didn't suddenly come upon a streaming age where every major company wants a streaming service and they want original content or they want exclusive content that can 
draw people in. People are going, oh, there's going to be new Star Wars stories that are only on Disney+. Plus. There's going to be Marvel mo- shows and movies that are only on Disney+. I'm going there. And so if you suddenly have an IP like yep. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Justice League, and yep. everything that goes with that, this is just, at this point in this scenario, this is money in their pocket. Totally. Even though they're spending the money to complete it and to do different things, the return obviously the hope is they wouldn't do it if they didn't think the return would be greater. Oh yeah, and yeah, so like a ton of publicity, ton of. And I saw a quote. Those. Yeah, I saw a quote from one of the uh, main kind of head dudes now, and he he also pointed out kind of like you said th- about like pride and ego. He said, "There's no longer any of that." around this particular film because the brass that made all those decisions are not here anymore. Mm. I think we talked about it when it all happened, that there was a mass exodus of firings for how this was handled. And all those guys are, are gone. And so it's this new brass that's sitting there going, wait, people want this. So what's the holdup? They had nothing to do with it. So they don't care if a different, you know, if that old version exists and they got a brand new, you know what I mean? It's to them, it's probably, wait, there's going to be a a great return on this. Let's do it. You know, the thing that interests me the most, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm stoked to see this because I'm a big fan of man of steel. I'm a big fan of Batman versus Superman and justice league was supposed to be the third installment of that story. Yeah. And we didn't get that. We got some chopped up, you know, Marvel, you know, imposter. They tried to Marvel it up and they tried to take all the elements that really made Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, love it or not, it made those movies what they were in tone, in visuals, in style, and in story. And they removed all that, you know, for fear of Rotten Tomatoes, honestly. Right. But... But that said, we're going to see the true conclusion, the true third part. And so I'm excited to that for that. I'm excited to see that movie. But what I'm also excited about is what other possibilities this brings potentially for HBO Max or for the streaming service. Um, there's already talk about could they do a cyborg series? They bring Ray Fisher back and do a series. Would Ben Affleck himself be willing to do a miniseries as Batman. Right. Once again, they, there's there's a while ago they talked about a Deathstroke movie. Well, maybe this would be the perfect avenue to do one of those. To do a right. lower, a smaller name, you know, character, but do a lower budget movie for HBO Max. It's an HBO Max exclusive or whatever they call them. Yeah. Um, if they could get someone like Bat, uh, uh, Ben Affleck to say, yeah, I'll do a series, I'll do a, a, a movie again just for this. I don't know if he will. I, I think he's probably past the role. I think he'll probably lend what help he needs to lend for the Snyder Cut, but I, I would doubt to see him play the character again. Yeah, but if you if you had Zack Snyder come on for a six-part, 45-minute-per-episode you know, short series... 
yeah, you know, limited series, yeah, or something like that, where they got to tell some more individual stories about you know these guys. You know, could you get all those people back on board for something like that? Maybe, you know. But then again, that's something those guys are. You don't see like Star Wars isn't going to do the next Star Wars movie as a Disney Plus exclusive. That's sure. coming the main main box office. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. But at the same time, you've got like you've got Tom Hiddleston, who's yeah. in all the big movies, who's also doing a Disney Plus, and so I I think that. It's possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen or I anything. I think you'd be more likely to get like a Lex Luthor. I think so too. Theory, well, like I Jesse said, the Deathstroke thing, you like could that. get Joe Manganiello, who apparently had an even bigger role as Deathstroke in the Snyder Cut, which hopefully we'll see. But to me, as a Deathstroke fan, I know I don't, he's not a huge name, so I don't expect a lot of people to know much about him, but. To me, that would be a compelling thing. And if it's done well, you don't have to know who the character is. If you if there's word spread that hey, there's this series and it's awesome, right? People are getting so like galaxy. I had no idea who they were. Those are some of my favorite movies. Well, you know what's a great example is the Mandalorian. Right. I don't know who he is or why or what his. I didn't even know much about Boba Fett, but what I did know is it's a Star Wars property. So you could not know who Deathstroke is, but what you know is that he's a Batman villain who's set in Gotham City doing X, Y, Z, and that can make it compel. you know. Yeah. That's the draw, you know, because like I said, I watched The Mandalorian. I thought it was fantastic. Did I know anything about the character before? Nope. Right. But I knew it was Star Wars. So I think they could play around with that stuff, and I think they would be wise to look into that, to say, what can we start doing in this? De- and also... DC, the DC universe, because of Joker and the direction they've now taken with their universe as a whole. Yeah, segmented stories. Yeah, I think you could have a Batman over here and you could still have Pattinson's Batman, which is still coming out. You can have Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie as well as Birds of Prey, which has Jared Leto's Joker in it the next month you know what i mean like i think dc is a lot or not dc but warner brothers is a lot less concerned with this whole connectivity and stuff like that and so i think that if they're wise they really ought to start looking at how they can do even more dc shows i know that jj abrams has signed on to do a green lantern series for hbo max right so why can't you get other you know what i mean like like you said maybe zack snyder's interested in producing you know a, a, a lex luther or a deckstroke or a, even a batman thing and you know i don't know but yeah it would be and i'm sure they're looking into that stuff and probably could you imagine though if there was official news that came out that batfleck is coming back for a series oh, yeah, people would lose their minds Totally. Even people who didn't like those movies, the you name know, alone is compelling. Right. The name and the property is compelling. Right. Even if it's people who are hate watching, it's right. still compelling. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll see what comes of it. But, you know, so far I'm just digging on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> and uh, I've been watching. Uh, they, they actually have a brand new Looney Tunes. They're like new Looney Tunes episodes. 
Yeah, and they're are, actually, they, are they like new Scooby Doo episodes, which are garbage? So these new Looney Tunes episodes are literally like classic Looney Tunes. I mean, it's Roadrunner, you know, Wiley e. Coyote falling off a cliff with an anvil landing on him. It's Elmer Fudd trying to trying to catch bugs. I mean, they're they're awesome and they're hilarious because nice. there's like modern humor and it's right. really funny. So I've been and they're obviously they're like you know, outside of the, the violence, like they're right. kid friendly. So I've been watching them with my kids and, oh, that's awesome. you know, like it, they've been really funny. So that's been really cool to watch, but I've been digging it so far. It's, it's, it's got a lot of stuff that's, you know, they got all the mighty ducks movies, which oddly enough are Disney movies. Somehow they they've got all the mighty ducks movies on there. Yeah. I think there's, there's a delay. I think that they HBO had an agreement to, to air them. I read something about that that the the Mighty Ducks movies won't be hitting uh, um, Disney Plus for for a little bit because of that. You'll look up some of the movies on Disney Plus and it says, yeah, you know, coming in. December. Yeah, I did that with the Mighty Ducks. Like the first week I had Disney Plus, oh, I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. watching all three of them. And I clicked on the first one and it said not available until whatever the date is. That's probably when HBO the contract for HBO because they're pro I'd imagine anything that's airing on TV yep. on the HBO is on the streaming service right now yeah. too. Cause they have, you know, streaming and licensing rights and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. That's why I saw that like Titanic was on there. And I was like, that's not like a Warner brothers movie, but it's right. probably because it was happened to be on HBO right. for this period or whatever, you know, speaking of Disney plus, maybe this is a teaser for a future app. Just watched Rocketeer with the kids. Ooh, baby. We're gonna need to we're gonna need to unpack that. That will be a full episode. That will be a review oh, yeah. episode because oh, I yeah, love no, I'm not getting any further into it. But That's uh, great. I will say this. It held up for me. It wasn't oh, one yeah? of those movies. Good. I watched that and was like, what on earth? Like I actually enjoyed it. The the second you know, the the adult me enjoyed it. Nice. So, did uh, did your kids like it? Yeah, they liked it. Uh, it is also one of those movies where you realize the early '90s Disney, little dirty, little yeah. dirty. Yeah. You know, well, I have the I I I've always loved the Rocketeer movie. Even when I was a kid, I had you remember the viewfinders. Uh-huh. You stick the little disc in. It had I had a Rocketeer one, and I had some Rocketeer like comic things and. I always really liked it. And so as an adult, I thought, I'm going to get the comic book because, you know, I liked it. That would be a cool thing to have, the original Rocketeer story. So I got it, and, like, I flipped, like, just a random page when I first got it, and there's a completely nude woman in it. And I went, okay, I did not know this is what this was, and I probably should not have this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I was like, what? Wait, this was a – like – it didn't cross my mind at all because I always thought of it as a Disney movie, but even those early Disney, yeah, the nineties Disney, they're a little bit more risque. Yeah. But I read an article cause it was funny because they're randomly on like my Apple news app. It uh, had an article about the rocketeer um, as like a couple of weeks before I was planning to watch it anyway. And, and we had been talking about doing an app on it. So I read the article and it talked about how when it was, a, when it originally came out, it was intended to be more adult, like a PG-13 type of movie. 
and then it went through like production hell, I guess. Mm. And Disney finally picked it up. Well, yeah. didn't they pick it up on their Touchstone label too? Yes. Yeah. So Touchstone. or Touchstone or whatever it's called. So which was like the biggest uh, producer of R-rated movies. At the yeah, time. I was gonna say like I don't think it was even like put out there as a Disney movie. It didn't have like the Disney castle yeah. and this like of the nineties. It had the Touchstone yeah. intro. And so Disney came along family friendly that and originally I guess they were they wanted to make like a couple of sequels off of it. Um, but you know, it just didn't didn't go down as uh, you know profitable as they would have wanted it and uh, and all that. But now there's a rumor uh, that they're going to start a Rocketeer uh, series on mm. Disney Plus. I'd be into that. Yeah. I'd be so, way into that. But that's that's where like you watch some of it and you're like, yeah, and no, we talked about the comic book before and it was very much more adult subject material. Huh. I so they were trying to originally make the movie probably like the comic book. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Mm. yeah, she wasn't an actress, but she was actually you know, uh, you know. Yeah. Model or whatever. So mm, interesting. Uh, yeah, which is it makes sense now watching the movie and seeing some of those parts is like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's not. I'm not alright with my kids watching that. Yeah. So much. Did uh, did that kind of go over their heads? Some of that stuff. Uh, the younger kids, I think they, you know, I think the older kids knew. Like Jude, Jude didn't like it because uh, my oldest, he didn't like it because it had, you know, the objection. He knew that there was things in it that his parents didn't want to see. Yeah, yeah. So him being the you know good kid that he is. Yeah, that's awesome. He's like, hey, why did you why why did you show me this if there's bad stuff in it? Like, <laughs> You're like, I didn't uh, know. Yeah, it's been a while, man. Give me a break. <laughs> but if he hadn't, if there hadn't been that, if we hadn't reacted that same way, or, or had some of those things going on. Um, I think they would have really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, because, it, yeah, there's so much to talk about. Well, after yeah, we'll get into that for sure. D- action movies are just different now, too. So I think kids are just spoiled. So, like, an action movie like The Rocketeer is not the same type of action movie as, like, Avengers is or whatever, you know? So, yeah, it's not the same kind, but I will say, I will say this again as a, as a teaser. Last thing I promise about The Rocketeer. It is incredibly well paced mm. for an early '90s action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 didn't feel long or dry. Like every every part of it had something interesting. So that's good. And you just can't can't argue with a fight on a blimp. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool. All right. Well, it feels really good to just sit down throw up the mics again after a brief hiatus mm-hmm. even sans our uh, counterpart counterpart tom um hopefully he enjoyed his night as much as we did ours uh <laughs> indeed and and with everything going on in the world right now it's it's kind of nice to have a little bit of a distraction so um but yeah big things going on around us um so stay safe Stay healthy. Uh, there's so many things that I'd want to say that would be probably inappropriate politically <laughs> for uh, not not politically inappropriate, but inappropriate for for our podcast. <laughs> Maybe one of these times we'll have to throw up the mics and do a serious episode. But uh, yeah, 
anyway, it's good. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully this podcast is taking your mind off of the world for an hour and a half. So, till next yep. time, keep trucking.